All right. Welcome back to Rolling Misadventures. I'm your host, Derek, joined by Charles and Megan. Uh, if you listen to episode zero, you kind of already know where we went with our characters. But for those new to the show, new to the episode or this story specifically, we're going to do a quick rundown. So the idea behind this story called Alpha Complex by Dan Curtis Johnson uh, reads as such. The computer is your friend. Times are tough lately in the underground city of Alpha Complex. Communists, mutants, and secret society traders are a constant threat, and it's starting to seem like maybe they're winning. Despite your friend the computer's assurances everything is getting better all the time, the opportunities to service firm advancement are fewer and farther between, while the cost of your next replacement clone just keeps going up. It's getting so an honest troubleshooter can't get ahead by just doing the job which is why you're a less-than-completely-honest troubleshooter. Your secret society connections and your mutant power help you do well on your missions. You need to do really well on this next mission, or at least you need everyone else on your team to do really poorly. You remember what you went through to rise up from infrared security clearance. No way are you going back. Your personal digital companion is giving directions to this morning's briefing room. You don't know the mission yet, but you know exactly three things you'll have to do. Stay alert, trust no one, keep your lasers handy. <laughs> so it's a future setting. <laughs> I didn't get that vibe at all. What gave it away, the talking computer or the lasers? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, do you not have lasers in your medieval high fantasy settings? <laughs> I mean, we don't call them lasers. We call it magic, in quotes. <laughs> you know what, Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I am playing as John De Curtis, who is clone number JDC053. Uh, he has a relationship with Charles' character, Chester L. Tiberius, where there was some fun with cloning, aka accidental clones were made. We haven't really figured out if John De Curtis was one of the good clones that was meant to happen or one of the accidental clones. We don't really know how their relationship is uh, played out other than that it takes place somewhere involving research and design, so the cloning facility itself, and they have a need to get rich. So we'll kind of figure that out as we play. Then with uh, John De Curtis also has a relationship with Megan's character, Lieutenant Starburst Cheese at Taco Bell Esquire the <laughs> Third. Uh, something to do with the secret society, uh, specifically a high-rank Illuminati master and know-nothing new recruit, with a, a need to learn the truth, whether that be about the clones, what happened, or with the uh, high-ranking society itself. Along with that, there is an object involved, high clearance, so possibly trying to infiltrate the higher-ups of that uh, secret society. So we'll see how that plays out. Lieutenant Starburst, or would it be Lieutenant Taco? It would be Lieutenant Taco Bell, Esquire the Third, truly. Uh, and Chester L. Tiberius had a past experience where we were both supposed to catch the Violet Killer together. Our need is to find happiness, and we have an object that is transportation. And we haven't really discussed too if much we're about physically what moving that means. something. If we're metaphorically going to be transported, maybe by a stirring speech. By Derek. <laughs> Derek, you've, tra you've, you've transported your happiness. me. <laughs> <laughs> I transported you to this white sheet with a bunch of fake yep. dice. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Uh, does anybody want to kind of establish or, or set up a scene to begin with? I've got one to kind of start things off. So uh, we, 
we see a naked man running down an alleyway, um, which as we pan up, we see John Dick Curtis, uh, buck ass naked, running down an alleyway. Wiener in the wind. As the edges closer, <laughs> yep, wiener in the wind. Uh, as he edges uh, closer to the end of the alley, a car pulls up and blocks the exit. He turns around, and another car blocks the other direction. Um, he turns around once again towards the first car, and it opens up. And Chester L. Tiberius uh, sticks his head out of a, the the window and says, "Get in." Okay, so John looks around, looks back at the other car, and not knowing really where he is or, or what to do. He just books it and just kind of dives into the open door and says, uh, th- th- thank you. we got to get out of here real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of noticed that, dude. All right, let's go. As they're driving off, uh, Chester, or, uh, Jean reaches over and notices there's a blanket sitting next to him and he kind of wraps it around himself and looks over and says, uh, who are you? Why did you stop those guys who were chasing me? Uh, well, you, you, you don't, you don't remember me? Uh, well, I, I guess you wouldn't. Uh, I, I'm kind of your daddy. I, I'm, I am, in fact, uh, that's not the best word to use. I just realized that. Um, uh, I, I created you. So Chester is kind of, he kind of cracks a smile a little bit at the, uh, at the daddy comment and says, you created me. What are you, what, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, long story short, I work for this company. Um, top secret, can't name it. Um, under an NDA. Um, and, uh, we were making some clones and, uh, uh, made an extra. You. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you're welcome. I, I'm, I'm a clone. What are you talking about? Like, Sure, I don't remember how I got to this alleyway, but what? I mean, what do you remember? I, I remember some flashes of light, and, okay, and just just, sh- just loud sounds, shouting, and and some shattering of glass, maybe. Yeah, okay. And then just running, just running as hard as I could to get away from that place. Yes, you jumped through a window and came out here. So I understand the glass. I understand the running. Uh, strangely. When you jump through that glass, none of it, uh, none of it caught into you. So you should have a little bit of blood. Are you, are you feeling okay? He kind of uh, removes the blanket again and just completely not concerned that he's, as Megan so eloquently put it, uh, wiener flapping in the wind. Uh, just kind of looks himself over and realizes that he has no damage to his body at all. I, I think I'm good. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say your name was? Uh, Chester. Should I should I call you Daddy? No, I mean, we're not we're not there yet. Maybe maybe eventually, who knows? Um, but yeah, currently you can just call me Chester. Chaz Chaz works too. I think I'm gonna establish a scene. Like I think that we get. I don't know if we're going back to the research and design, or if this is kind of like an underground bunker sort of area where we're trying to hide out. Uh, but I think that he gets to this location and like kind of getting him acclimated to this area and Chester's kind of doing his thing, maybe at a computer station or, or going over his notes, things like that. I think that, uh, Megan's character, Lieutenant Talkabo kind of walks in on the situation. Okay. So we see, uh, we see Jean kind of just, uh, poke in around it stuff not really like obviously touching things he probably shouldn't but he doesn't know any better like tapping on little beakers or 
little uh, flashing on screens and things like that. All right, so L- Lieutenant Starburst Cheese at Taco Bell Esquire the Third, who henceforth, I guess, will just be Lieutenant Taco Bell, comes into the scene and uh, is very, very harried, very upset. Could be, could be very hairy as well, harried and hairy, and just generally frazzled. They see this se- semi. Did you have clothes on? Or are you still nude? Uh, I think he just has pants on. How about just a shirt? So he's kind of turtling a little bit. <laughs> Walking around like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yep. They, you only found a shirt. For okay. Him. Um, yeah. But he didn't. But he didn't have the wherewithal to like wrap it around his waist. Like he still has it. The sheet hunched <laughs> over his shoulders. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Lieutenant Taco Bell kind of slams open the door. And it's just like, Tiberius, we need to talk about, whoa, hi. <laughs> and just like with a start as the door slammed open, he kind of like shuffled to a corner real quick. Uh, 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 hi, who are you? Uh, uh, who, well, uh, okay, um, I don't know about you, but where I come from, uh, the person who's currently wearing pants gets to ask the questions and get them answered. So, who are you? Uh, I'm I'm John. I was brought to here by uh, Chester. He, he said that uh, we, this would be a safe place to go. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Chester brought you here. You're not very. I'm sorry. I am having a very hard time focusing. Can you wrap it around your uh, waist or oh, something? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. So he wraps the sheet around his waist. Okay, Th- thank you. So, uh, Chester brought you here. Wait, you look kind of familiar. Have we met? I, I don't know if we met. I honestly, I can't really remember anything. Oh God, you went. Wait, he didn't roofie you, did he? Uh, well, he did say he wanted <laughs> to go get something to eat. Um, <laughs> but as far as I know, no, there wasn't any any drugs involved. All right. Well, we, uh, I really, really need to talk to Tiberius right now. So if you happen to know where he is, we can deal with you later and wherever I might have seen you from. But um, right now, me and him need to talk. You just hear from like the back room, just like a, I'm pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? You knew I was coming over. Yeah, it doesn't change the fact that I still needed the poop. I'll be out in like two minutes. There. And so as you guys are having this conversation, John's just <laughs> walking over and kind of checking out uh, Lieutenant Taco Bell, not touching or anything, just kind of uh, not necessarily sizing up, just trying to get any sort of information that he can glean from from this other new mysterious person he has just met. What's with the semi-nude man in your apartment? And then I, I just come out of the bathroom, <laughs> hands washed. So uh, what's with the semi-nude man? And well, why does he... You know what? I know we had stuff to talk about, but yeah, no, that takes precedence. Why? Who's the man with no pants? What's he doing here? Well, I know that you have s- seen some semi-nude men before here. This is a kind of a different situation. Um, well, uh, this is Jean. Jean? 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 What? I don't I don't know. Uh, J- we, we called him, uh, JDC, uh, he had, there were supposed to be 50, 52 of the JDC, uh, clones made, and, uh, accidentally we made, a 53rd, and, uh, 
didn't feel like it was okay to see him brutally murdered, so now we're here. Okay, okay. Well, that explains why he looks familiar, because that was the template for the cloning project, but I thought that got shut down. Yeah, that happened. All right, well... <sighs> well, I, I mean, those those are... Let's, let's let bygones be bygones. We all thought what was supposed to happen was supposed to happen, and now we're here. So... John, like, um, uh, uh, Lieutenant Tocqueville's kind of sidling up to, to J- John, John, uh, like, trying, trying not to spook him, being like, hey, so, John, 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 it's John, right, that's what I said, so, um, I don't know how much, uh, Tiberius has told you about what we've been working on ever since the thing that we're not supposed to talk about with the Violet Killer that I'm talking about. You know what? Never mind that. Um, how would you like to, uh, you know, get get out a bit, get out and about, stretch your stretch your legs, see a little bit more of the the world outside of Tiberius's gross apartment. I mean, yeah, considering the last, uh, or really the only time I had outside of this place was running naked through an alleyway. That that sounds like it could be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, you, you'd be dressed this time, which would be great. Um, in fact, we could even have a special outfit for you because you would be doing me just a, a favor while, while you're out, while you're out and about. Just, you know, taking in the, the sights, the sounds of very specific sights. A site in in under, underground. You haven't been underground, right? So this would be a totally new and exciting experience for you, right, Jan? Yeah, yeah, it's it's John, but yeah, that sounds like it could be fun, I I suppose. And I think kind of with him being a clone, he's just agreeable to anything. <laughs> like he doesn't have that uh, distrust that most adults have for each other, because in reality, he's only been around for a few days. Right. Alright, so, here's the deal, Johnny. So, Tiberius and I were on the road, or were on the path to a very bad man. Just, just a, a super bad dude. And here's that we know. We, we lost him, but we know that he's in some kind of big time group. That's behind a lot of nasty stuff that's been going down. Uh, and they're called the Society of the rolling eye. And uh, just just trust me when when I say this, Joey, that uh, they're just they're not guys you want to be mixed up in. And so I've been doing some some covert work, some checking things out. But the problem is this this uh, this guy, this bad dude, this violet killer, who we we know he's in the the society of the rolling eye. He knows what I look like. He's seen this face. My beautiful, handsome face. And so I can't get in there. But nobody's seen your face. Do you Okay, so Do you kind of get what I'm So Yeah, yeah. So obviously you would need someone that they haven't seen before to 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 come into this secret society. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. I think I could do this for you guys. I mean, yeah. you've, you've housed me in this in this lovely domicile for the last uh, couple days, giving me clothes, giving me food. It's it's the least I could do. It is the least you can do. 
Um, yeah, look at the- you know what? I knew. When I- when I looked at you, when I saw you those couple days ago, with- with your ween hanging out your shirt, I had a feeling. I looked at that guy and I said, that yawn! That looks like a man who is up to any challenge and can get things done and do it with a smile on his face. And I- you know what? I feel like I was right about that. I think I judged you perfectly. J-Joe? You guys are going out? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just for, just for a second. We're just gonna get some air. Um, okay. You know, poor, cool. poor Johnny's been cooped up in here for a little while. Cool, 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 cool. Can you bring like a Slurpee back or something? Because I need some sugar, man. Uh, what, what flavor? Doritos Locos. I think it's probably gonna be like the, the, the best flavor right now over at the, the Seven Twelve. All right, we'll do. Um, we can, we can make that happen. Can we, Yon? That, yeah, sure. Yeah, just make sure that uh, that Gene doesn't get, you know, seen out in public by anybody who would see him. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not a, you know what, uh, here, I even have this, it's like a, a fun little cloak, and he can wear it, and it's got a hood. It's not a cloak, it's a hoodie, I don't know why I called it a cloak, I guess I just wanted it to seem fancier than it was. Cool, uh, it's get just it. A, it's I- just a, like a real big, you know what, it's a poncho, it's a big poncho. Is it is it one of those okay, are you giving him one of those see-through plastic ponchos? <laughs> if he's just not wearing pants and a clear poncho, I don't I don't think that's a good idea, but uh I mean you got you do you, you do you. I'll yeah, no here. no. It's it's not a see-through. It's it's opaque. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hello? Who who is this? Type your do you not have my number saved? Oh. Hey, Taco Bell. How's it going? Chester L. Tiberius, I am hurt and offended. I mean, I, I, I get it. I understand you. And I want to understand the emotions that you're feeling. However, I, yeah, I didn't put your phone number in my phone. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, I guess who's not getting the Doritos tra- Trace Locos Slurpee? It's oh, you. Fuck. Also, we're not at the 712 anyway, but you know what? I, I'm so hurt right now. I'm so hurt and offended, and the only way that, that I feel like we can reestablish our, our partnership, our, nay, our friendship. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. I see where this is going. You want to use uh, John for like a secret mission or something like that? Is that what's going on? Yeah, no, we're already there. Oh, fuck. Okay, I mean, <laughs> is he just wearing the poncho? No, no, he's got pants on. He might okay. not be, yeah, no, he's got pants on and, okay. and the poncho. There might not be anything underneath the poncho, but um, he's, you know, he, he's a real go-getter, that kid. You should you should probably keep a better eye on him because he hasn't even asked me any questions about anything. I just, I sent him right in there and, um... I mean, I've got a comm link with does him. He, does I'm, he even know what he's supposed to be doing, or did you just send him in? Well, here's the thing. What he's supposed to be doing is distracting them. Because they can't see me, they can't know I'm there, and I gotta get in there. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook up your link, and I need you to basically get Gene through there while I get the information that I need. I, and no, then, no, okay, before, we before be we go, I, I, I know I know you're... You're really excited about this mission. We need to make sure his name is Jane. You have to say it right. <laughs> the, the, the clone boy, clone man. Clone, yeah, let's go with that. Clone boy, look, 
you need to help Clone Boy because if they just get him immediately, then, you know, I'm gonna be in trouble. He, he needs to stay in there and, and stay, you know, breathing long enough for me to get out with the info that I need so that we can catch the killer. Yeah, all right, see? Yeah, it's just nothing, it's, not, it's totally not even an issue. And then you know what? On the way home, if it all goes how it's supposed to be, then I'll get you the Slurpee after all. So how is he gonna get past any of the, uh, the security there? Is that, is that my job now? Yes, that is, yeah. that, that's your job now. If you Great. can, yeah, no, I mean, you, you got Great. a good array there. You can, I have total confidence in you. Uh, I'm glad that you do. That's why I have your number saved on my phone. Let's see, you did a scene, I did a scene. Megan was kind of tied in with both scenes, so she could choose if she wants to have the scene based around her character or if she wants us to resolve the scene. Yeah, I guess, I guess you guys can try and resolve the scene that, that uh, John's in there now, and uh, I guess Chester's got to help him out. Yep, all right. Hey, uh, John, you there? So John's walking up and immediately is stopped, like, not at the front doors, but at, like, a checkpoint just past it, like a giant set of metal detectors. Metal detectors. All right, uh, okay. John, whenever, whenever you see something that's out of the blue, anything at all, let me know. We'll deal with it as it comes along. I have, honestly, I'm going to say this right now, no clue what we've got ourselves into, so... It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, he kind of walks through the metal detectors, and the guard's just reading a newspaper, doesn't even pay him any attention. The alarm doesn't go off. But, um, yeah, as he's walking through, he's like, so, yeah, I mean, obviously I made it in here, so Taco Bell will be happy about this, but what am I supposed to do here? Like, who am I looking for? Where am I trying to go? Uh, well, Taco Bell? What you think? Oh, what, oh sorry, I had my, I had my link. Uh, I haven't like switched off. I was listening to some music. What's going on? Uh, what what what's he, what's he doing? Oh, uh, okay. So, jo- 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 Joseph, Joseph, clone. It, it's John. Jo- John. <laughs> he, he actually he doesn't even say that. He's just like uh uh huh, as because he's trying not to draw attention to himself as he's walking in. All right, here is what I need you to do. As as far as anybody here, it, the rolling eye knows you are just a brand new recruit. You're um, if anyone asks, you tell them. They say, you know, oh, how how did you get in here? And you say, well, the eye rolled my way, and that's going to tell them that you are a, a new initiate. So no one's going to expect you to actually know anything. Just kind of go with the flow, follow along. And, um, specifically, though, keep an eye out for a man with cybernetic, uh, eyes. That he's got violet eyes. And if, when you see that, just, you know, maybe mention it. I'm gonna be at the other end of the facility doing very super important stuff. So, um, don't, don't at me. Later. (laughs) <laughs> so as as you're mentioning this, uh, Sean walks up and presses a button for the elevator of this uh, that we didn't establish as a large tower. And as he goes in, there's a, a doorman who 
despite the setting of it being a like weird future uh, cyberpunk kind of deal, is more like you would see from like old 90s movies. Like he's an older gentleman, has the weird uh, round hat on and like a, a vest with a little name tag. <laughs> okay. And he just asks, where to, Sonny? And John just looks at him and kind of hesitates for a moment because he's like, okay, I don't know if this is the person I'm supposed to talk to. And says, the the eye, the seeing eye rolled my way. And the attendant nods and presses a random button and the elevator starts shifting up. Okay, no, I, I know you're with somebody in there. It's going to seem kind of weird if you just start talking to yourself. So uh, just cough, but don't cough into the microphone because that makes really bad radio uh, uh, to let us know that you are okay. All right. Um, cool. You cough twice. Does that mean anything different? We will uh, move on to kind of the intermission slash act two. Hello, it's Heather from the Sunshine and Power Cats podcast. In association with Geeks Rising from the 10th to the 16th of August, or 11th to the 17th if you're here in New Zealand, we are hosting the second 2019 Sunshine Summit. It's a week of live streams with amazing content creators and their communities with the theme of celebrating connections. All of the details for the upcoming summit, as well as replays from our previous events and where the live streams will be happening, can be found at sunshinesummit.live. A huge thank you to the patrons of Sunshine and Power Cuts for making it possible. So check it out. And if you know our guests, we'd love for you to come and celebrate with us. And if they're new to you, come along and learn more about them. And we look forward to celebrating connections with you. So we did roll our tilts uh, before Act 2, before we started recording. Uh, as far as our tilts go, it seems like uh, the relationship that Chester has with Jean, being the one that created the clone, kind of has a fatherly love for his uh, for his creation, like he doesn't want to see harm come to him. And then the other tilt that we rolled was paranoia. Megan thinks, or I'm sorry, as uh, Lieutenant Taco Bell Esquire the third thinks that <laughs> that uh, she's going to get the drop on this cult. It looks like the Violet Killer is onto them and already knows what's happening. <laughs> so with that, does anyone want to take? Anybody want to take the first scene? Uh, we're starting right from where we left off. All right. Sure. So we open act two <laughs> with uh, uh, John, uh, John De Curtis in the elevator with the old man who is wearing like, I would say like a very like, I would say like a plaid bow tie just because, you know. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's just like, I don't think he has anything to do with anything. He's just like, he's a good old dude, right? Is he sure. is yeah 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 so I mean he's taking he's taking him to the the floor with the the secret the secret cult so I mean yeah but it's like he's not it's that like, good and old dude. it's like the the dude that sits out of outside the elevator for the Men in Black movies oh yeah yeah <laughs> he's just yeah. that guy who does yeah. who may know more than he seems but he's still just a kind of a nice dude okay so hey hey uh hey John. I know, I know, wait, I know you can't say anything, so I need you to talk in coughs, okay? Cough, cough once for yes, cough two for no, cough three times for I love you too, Dad, okay? That's, I know, I know that sounds kind of weird right off the bat, but I need to just say one thing, 
And before I say that thing, uh, I got I gotta have a shot. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what happens is the elevator doors open, and a man with violet eyes and a I would say like a bandana across his face to hide his his facial features uh, grabs. Jean, uh, John by the arm and leads him out of the space. John hears Chester in his his headset going, "Hey, is uh, oh, uh, hey, and then nothing." And so the uh, the the man with the violet, uh, I believe we established cybernetic, his cybernetic eyes, eyes yes. that yep. we were looking for, uh, with the cybernetic eyes, the bandana over his face, just grabs John and throws a. Uh, a bag over his head and you just hear a scuffling and so while he's he's fighting back you're just he's shouting out like who are you wait why violet help dad and then it's just static at, at, at least he didn't say daddy because that would have been a little weird yeah no that that would have been super strange hey yeah. um i've been listening the whole time oh re- <laughs> really oh uh, no yeah, no, I mean, well, I, I, I switched it back on um, after I... See, I've been at the computer here. I've been at the, the terminal. I'm at the I'm at the tower's core right now, and uh, I switched it back on to let you guys know, and um, I heard that, that real, oh, the heartfelt declaration you made there, Tiberius. Just, um, you know, I kind of right. I, I admire how you put yourself out there and, and let yourself be vulnerable. Uh-huh, and what... <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, um, we might have a problem. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm gonna send what I got off the computer back to you, and I'm not sure where he's taking him is the issue. So I'm going to, hmm, he's probably taking him to the top of the tower. Yeah, are you hungry? Uh, for justice, always, but, uh, for, like, for food, like, have you eaten? No, not not really. Actually, I could I could use a, a bite. All right, um, there's like a bunch of fast food on my way there. I'll pick you something up. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Get me a. Let's do some more product placement. Starbucks, <laughs> cheese, it's Taco Bell, Seven Eleven. Well, see, I thought it'd be good instead of getting Taco Bell <laughs> to get the other thing that I can't think of the name of it. They only have out west. Taco Johns. Um, get me some. Get me some Taco Johns. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm going to try to make my way to the top of the tower, and hopefully I'll find your precious clone boy. Shut... Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to... Hopefully he won't... Hopefully he won't be dead, and I'll, 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 you know, I'll grab him. It'll be great. It's going to be fantastic. Are you are you sure you're, you don't want to wait for me? I mean, let's go as a group? No, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going re- re- to reconnoiter. All right. You, you get the beer... I'm gonna reconnoiter because, uh, let's be real. There's a good chance that jo- jo- Josephine might it's, already be dead. It, uh, sorry, I have. It's Lane. His name is Lane. Lane. Okay, Lane. Yeah. There's a good shot that Lane might be dead. So, um, I'm gonna check it out. And if he's not, by the time you get here, we're gonna bust in there. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. And we're gonna we're gonna get it all in one fell swoop, man. Chester, this is what we've been working for. We're gonna catch the violent killer, the violent, the violent violet killer, and save your clone son in one fell swoop. I believe in us. 
Yeah, and do you, do you want me to bring the Taco Bell with me, or the Taco John's with me, or? Yes, I, yes. I, that goes without saying. Okay. Okay, so we still have a few more scenes to play out. Um, do you have one with John? Yeah, I'm trying to think of how to work it out, maybe between him and the Violet Killer. Cool. Yeah. Who wants to be the Violet Killer? Uh, I'll do it. Uh, I got all it. All right. I was, yeah, I was thinking about it, but if you have already have like a good idea in mind. I don't like, have a really oh. good idea, but I'll just... <laughs> All yes and whatever we got. Okay, so I kind of want to do this as a resolution. Okay. If you guys kind of want to set up the scene, like he's been kidnapped, uh, how do we want to kind of play this out? I think it's going to be a negative for like what he realized. Maybe, okay, probably going to be a negative. Yeah, he gets pulled out and his uh, communicator just kind of falls out of the hood that was thrown over his head and he just hears it be stepped on and smashed instantly, which is what right. caused the, the static to begin with. And he's being drugged down a, he assumes hallway, all he can feel is kind of a marble floor beneath his feet that he's sliding across. And then after a couple minutes of this, he's not really being roughed up, like he's struggling against this person who is obviously stronger than him. Right. And he's not sure if that's because of the cybernetic stuff or what, but uh, after, after struggling and being a- unable to free himself, he's kind of thrown into a chair. And the masked man with his, like, beaming violet eyes, kind of sinister, um, looks at him, kind of, in, while he's, while uh, John is sitting in the chair, he kind of, like, kneels over or kind of, like, hunches over to get in the same, like, eye level as him. He looks at him straight in the eye. Just through the, through the, the bandana that he has on, he says, Who's daddy? Uh, you said daddy before I crushed your microphone. He kind of steps away for a second, and he's like, I get it. You want to protect the people that are around you. However, I will ask you one last time. Who's your daddy? (laughs) And what does he do? (laughs) I can't can't keep a straight face. Uh, That was so good. And I think that John just kind of sits there considering for a moment. And as he's hesitating to... To decide, on the decision on whether or not he wants to reveal who it is, I think that the Violet Killer just walks over and without saying a word, just like slams his fist down over John's and just smashes his hand. Oh! And then he realizes that there's not blood, but just shattered screws and bits of metal sitting on the table and as confused as he is, like this obviously is very jarring to someone who thinks that they're a normal person, right. albeit a clone. He just, without thinking, says, Chester. The Violet Killer looks at him. You can kind of see his smile from underneath the bandana, and he's like, that's that's a good answer. And he pulls down his mask to reveal that he is another one of the JDC clones. And with that, John just jaw agape stares into the, the glowing violet light that's reflecting back at his pupils. Yeah! <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think your scene heading into the space would probably be a good one. And then I can come in after would make sense. Unless you want to see a scene at me at Taco John's. <laughs> Just f- fighting with arguing with the uh, cashier. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. And then it goes like horribly wrong. Just like... All right, uh, so can I also get, like, some ice cream on that? Mm, ice cream machine's broken. 
Um, I mean, I think if we want to do, like, Lieutenant Taco Bell would be watching, would have maybe watched this scene from, like, the shadows or the, uh, like, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, like a vent or something in the ceiling. <laughs> okay. And um, I guess maybe, like, they want to wait for backup from Chester or bust in there and try. Yeah, actually, no, because with everything that, everything that Lieutenant Taco Bell has done so far, I think that they would just bust in and try to deal with the situation and take out the uh, Violet Killer before waiting for Chester. So I think that uh, with you doing that, Charles, I think maybe you should play as the uh, Violet Killer again. Okay. So so you're just dro- you're just dropping in right now, or so I guess so. Yeah, uh, Lieutenant Taco Bell has been watching from like their hiding spot, and they're just like shit, 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 uh, because this seems very bad. Because uh, Jean just got his hand smashed, and even though this this goes against good sense, Lieutenant Taco Bell knows that at Chester. It loves John so much as his little robot son and will be very upset if if John dies. And then also there's a violent killer and he's there. So they just uh, they try to kind of like bust through the ceiling like a cool guy, but they, they probably don't and land kind of on their face a little bit <laughs> just wham and so at least it, it definitely uh kind of diverts the situation and right. i imagine both both the violet killer and john would kind of turn and uh lieutenant taco bell would make a big show of kind of getting back up and aiming their their blaster that they definitely have because the lieutenant's got to have a blaster on them and it's just like step step away from that clone boy Ah, Lieutenant Starburst Cheez-It Taco Bell Esquire III, welcome. How are you doing? You know, I, my, my, my body kind of hurts. It was a little bit of a, a rough landing. Um, but I'm going to be doing better than you're going to be in a second, you violet-eyed bastard. You're going to step away from Jan over there, from, from J- Jane. Jane, yeah, you're going to step away from Jane, you're going to back off. And I want to see the the hands in the air right now. And he does it. He he steps back with a big old smile on his face. Whatever you want. Now, did you tell John that you kind of knew that we looked a little bit alike? Uh, look, things were things were on a need to know basis, uh-huh. and. J- mm. So, yeah, uh, Gene, Gene, you didn't need, he didn't need, he's fine. He's fine with it. You're fine with it, right? Gene, everything's cool. And meanwhile, John is just sitting there staring at his little uh, broken hand stump, just not acknowledging anything going on in the room. John, I, I understand this is a very sticky situation that we found ourselves in. However, okay, you're gonna, just- you're gonna stop talking or I'm gonna put a hole right in your face bits. Uh, all right? Mm. Stop. Tack. Uh, G- uh, John. John. Uh, you gotta get up, man. We're gonna get out of here. Okay? Chester's coming. He's bringing Taco Johns with him. It's it's gonna be okay. Alright? I just, I need you to get up. I know this is really weird, and maybe I didn't tell you all the stuff that I was supposed to, but the important thing right now is that we move. And John just, without a word, just gets up as as you kind of throw your body under his uh, under his arm and walks with you. And then I've got the blaster kind of trained on the Violet Killer and 
now that I'm kind of in this position, I don't think Taco Bell kind of knows what exactly to do. And uh, the Violet Killer, is, is he's still smiling. John, you could learn more about your family. Your real family. And John just looks up at him and says, I already have a family. And just goes out the door with Taco Bell. I mean, then I, feel, I kind of feel like I'd try to at least shoot the Violet Killer. I think, I think it hits him right in the right eye and just like blows out kind of that side of his face but he's not really phased from that once you guys leave the room he kind of like turns back and yes that kind of side of his face is a little gone at this point but he's still ready to kick some serious ass so we still have two dice left so see i think i need to do a scene for another dice as well as charles does um <laughs> All right, I've got a I've got a scene with Chester and the, the Taco Johns, and somebody could potentially play the the gentleman in. Oh, the can elevator. I please be the gentleman in the elevator? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> so, like Chester, Chester's kind of like stumbling because he's got like five bags of tacos. He didn't know know how much like John would eat, so he wait, he wait, bought like wait, wait. thirty. He just walked into the secret society with bags of Taco Bell, like just past the guards he, and everything. Yeah, he's like got, got the Taco Bell or Taco Johns. <laughs> Shit, can't say Taco Bell. Ah, uh, Taco Johns. Uh-huh. And then uh, yeah, he just he gotta just get that gotta get right that fifth past. meal. And they're like. Yeah, gotta get the gotta get the, the the fifth meal, you know. I got my uh, the potato olays. Got my potato olays. Um, and so he so he walks in and he's like, "Shit, I, I don't know where to go." Elevator. There was an elevator. So he goes to the elevator, opens it up, and the old man with the plaid bow tie is still sitting there, like, "Well, hello there, son, Sonny. What floor?" Uh, something about. Roll in your eyes or some shit. I don't know. The sec- the secret floor. Alright, secret floor it is. Uh, I see you got a lot of tacos there, sonny boy. Yeah, do you want to I mean, couple? if, uh, I think if you, if you could spare some, then, uh, maybe no one would have to know yeah. that I let you off here on the secret floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna look up what tacos I bought from Taco John's because I haven't had Taco John's. Oh in a no while. no, I'm gonna want some of those potato olays. Ooh did you mean the the new loaded potato olays only at select Taco John's That's locations? That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> okay. Alright. Now we had we have three different flavors. We have bacon, we have bacon and cheese, or we have beef and cheese. Oh you know I'm gonna need the beef and cheese. He just sort of adjusts right. his, his bow tie like he's kind of excited. And he's like, Papa's got a potato olay tonight. <laughs> and I think in the meantime, as you guys are having this conversation, nope. the old man hasn't actually pressed a button, but the elevator started moving by itself. Okay. And it gets up to the floor where uh, Taco Bell and Jean are. And they just like, <laughs> she just shoves him in and like slams the button to go back to the ground floor. Uh, hey, 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 guys. Uh, Chester, wh- where you been? Uh, Taco John's. <laughs> we literally talked about this earlier. Yeah, I know, but here I've been, I've been rescuing your boy, and I see you over here playing friggin' potato olay with the with this old man. With the <laughs> is that is that a new euphemism? Is that the new euphemism? Really? 
just a quick interjection. I love that potato ole is now. We potato ole all night long, if you know what I mean. Well, hey, and then, um, <laughs> I guess the old the old man is probably like really confused at this juncture. <laughs> I don't know quite what's going on here, but uh, I'm gonna take you back up to the top floor. We're gonna I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let the boss man sort this one out. And he punches in. Oh no no, he, no, no, he goes, no 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 no! Can we please go to? The, he no. punches in the the button for the top, back to the top floor, and it probably rockets up pretty quickly, which would sort of jostle everybody together. Do you guys want a taco? <laughs> I mean, we may as well while while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John, John, do you want a taco? I think that like just before they get to the top, John reaches for a taco with his now broken hand. <laughs> Oh, and no. you just go to hand it to him, and it just falls. <laughs> oh, into the bag. Yeah. I I may have forgot to mention um, some things have happened, Chester. So we have still like the music in the background, like some like like <laughs> classic <laughs> Billy Elliot or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John, you doing okay? There? Uh, I mean, I'm missing a hand, and there's metal bits and coming you, out. you, uh, I'm guessing met the Violet Oh, Miller. yeah, he knows. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're kind of pissed that we didn't tell you. I, I trusted you. I know. I'm sorry. Does that, does that work? Just, like, a quick sorry. Does that work? Are we cool? Are we good? I, I mean, I think we may have a bigger issue to work out other than just saying it's okay and saying sorry I mean I trusted you as a father and you lied to me yeah fathers do that sometimes (laughs) that has got really real I'm so sorry for all of our audience listening now if it's better uh, Taco Bell just like crunches down on the burrito it's just like yeah I follow just a huge (laughs) jerk yeah so uh do you do you want to know kind of the whole situation or and I think before we can dive into it they finally reach that top floor and the door is open and the final killer is standing right in front of it uh hey but with that so that was our last scene die so I think we will go ahead take a quick break roll up our aftermath and then play out the final scenes for the episode Hey guys, it's your host Derek with a quick intermission. First off, a huge thank you to the wonderful, beautiful, and just all around great people that are helping make this show possible by supporting us over on Patreon, like Kate, Ben, and Sarah. Thanks to these wonderful people, we are able to continue to make this show with a little bit of the financial burden taken off of us. So thank you guys. If you would also like to help support the show and be in this group of amazing folks, be sure to visit patreon.com slash rollingmisadventures, where for as little as $1 a month, you get our eternal gratitude. But uh, for a few dollars more a month, you get bonus content, like psych evaluations of our past characters, as well as us playing some other games. It's a whole lot of fun, and we have some great content going up there, so make sure to visit. Also, just a quick heads up and a reminder, I am participating in the August Sunshine Summit 2019, hosted by Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts. 
I'm being joined by my co-host on another show that I do. That is Kate from Ignorance is Bliss, who you have heard in past episodes. Uh, We're going to sit down with Heather and talk about the connections we've made in podcasting. So if you'd like to come and check out the live stream that we're doing, make sure to check the show notes or go to sunshinesummit.live. That live stream will be happening on Saturday, August 10th at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. Pacific for those of you on the West Coast. Uh, But we would love to see you out in the chat. Come say hi and just hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. Uh, But with that being said, I've rambled plenty for this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed this remastered version of our first ever story arc that we've done. And I look forward to continuing that with our next episode in two weeks. So till then, guys, take care. And we're back with the aftermath. So after the rolls, looks like I came up with Black 10, which is a pretty good response. Uh, resolution. Charles came up with Black 2, where it ends negatively in a physical way. And then Megan got uh, White 5, which ends with humiliation. And then Charles said he had something, so go ahead and we'll hop into our resolutions, our aftermath. So, um, the elevator opens, and right after our conversation, right? And there's kind of like an awkward pause between him and the the uh, violet killer and then he's like i've got some taco and before he says john's the um the violet killer pulls up a gun and shoots him in the same eye that uh the violet killer got blasted in and uh unfortunately for chester uh he takes some serious damage to the face and is knocked out cold crap oh crap oh crap uh Lucina Taco Bell is like fumbling for their uh, blaster, which they kind of lost during the the whole everybody's crammed in an elevator bit. So they panic and they just kind of shove the old elevator man at the violent killer. It's just like, <laughs> here! Okay, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get shot, please. No, no, get, take one for your country! <laughs> oh, and God. then, um,. They just kind of grab the bag of tacos and just, in, in desperation move, just start hurling burritos. And they're just like, uh, j- 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 yawn, 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 clone, yawn. Uh, get, you gotta get Chester out of here before he, I don't, I don't, before he bleeds, he bleeds out. Can people die of an eye shot? I don't know. Um, but I do know that I'm running out of burritos. And so I think from that, John had already stepped out of the elevator. And Chester, after being shot in the eye, has kind of... I think that with the scuffle of burrito tossing, he had kind of slumped out of the elevator as well. And as Lieutenant Starburst has just thrown the last burrito, the old man, wanting to save himself, hit the button as hard as he could to send the elevator back down. And John just looks down and he sees the the gun and picks it up and just stares completely dead to the world right into his violet eyes and at the same moment both of them take a shot and he shoots out the other violet eye and the other bolt from the violet killer just whizzes past and just scrapes the skin off of his right eye off of john's so it just removes the skin kind of that terminator style nice and as this plays out i think that uh 
Chester kind of wakes up and he looks up at John and all you can see is a glowing violet eye. Oh, fuck. Like the whole thing? Yep, that's it. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a do we have a title for our, our film? Oh man, I didn't even Are think about that. Are we going to call it Glowing Eye Glowing Eye 2? <laughs> Violet eyes are watching you. <laughs> Daddy's boy, Daddy's boy Daddy's, 2. Da- Daddy's, Daddy's boy 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Daddy's two. boy 2048. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Although I like da- I like Daddy's Boy Judgment Day a whole lot. <laughs> Daddy's Boy Judgment Day is so good. That is so good. <laughs> so with that, I think we should probably wrap up the episode. I guess uh, so. if you have an idea for what our episode or our short film should be titled, make sure to shoot us an email to rollingmisadventures at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the letter R Misadventures. That's at R Misadventures. Also, if you want to check out shows for Charles and Megan, Charles, where can people find you? Talk and Roll at something random because we don't have a separate social media account for Talk and Roll. You can check out uh, Ono Liklas wherever you go to check out podcasts in the checkout lane of your local grocery store. And um, you can check us out on Twitter at Ono Liklas Pod. Um, we're we're on we're on the Facebook and the Tumblr and, and LinkedIn. Become business partners with <laughs> Ono oh Lick. <laughs> but again, thank you everybody that listened to the first few episodes of this. It has been an amazing time, and we look forward to bringing you more episodes. Wiener in the wind.